So, got a little bit of a choppy podcast for you today. When I say choppy, um, most of this was recorded as I was driving home yesterday, and um, with it being done in the car, the sound quality isn't is not really the greatest. Uh, you may not even be able to hear. Uh, some of the points that I'm making. If you hang in there till the end, I do try to wrap things up uh, with something that I just put recorded this morning on Sunday here, uh, just to kind of tie everything together. There is definitely some some thoughtful nuggets in there. If you're somebody that is working on trying to fix your mindset, specifically your mindset around weight loss, uh, and then secondly, how to actually build an eating plan that you can you can do for the rest of your life just the like the actual tactical ways of doing it uh, and it is going to be different than the other nutrition episodes I've done in the past and I, I will be doing this on a fairly regular basis because I think it's very important uh, because if you're able to get to the point where you're off of that diet roller coaster that's what makes me happy so uh, hopefully you're able to get some uh, some helpful tidbits out of this. Let me know your thoughts. Uh, you can always DM me on Instagram or email me, whatever's easiest. But let's get into the episode. A couple of things. Willie, Rachel, Leah, and Valerie all touched on this, which is if you don't, if you're not able to fix your mindset first, it doesn't matter how much weight you lose. And I, I think that gets lost on us when we talk about it because you're like, oh, fix your mind, fix your mind. You know, mindset is everything, self-love, all, and all this. Um, it takes time. And something that Valerie said, which was, look, I'm working on this stuff five years ago, and my mind wasn't where it needed to be. And now here I am five years later, and I'm just now really starting to, you know, I'm still working on it. And so... Yeah, I, I always, whenever we put something on a social media, we put a caption on social media, or we talk, even when we talk about a topic on a podcast, I always want to underline the fact that individual time frames are going to take longer than we think, or individual time frames can be can be shorter or longer than anyone else's. It's not a matter of if you're successful or not based on how fast you're able to, to really get your mindset into a place where majority of the time you're feeling pretty good, it's never going to be 100% of the time. That's, that's kind of the other thing all the stuff that we do, uh, is that you know, we're, we're looking at, at developing new skills and habits for the rest of our life. There's no reason to really rush through this stuff, and if you rush through it, you're not going to have the foundation that you need. So you can lose all the weight super fast. Um, but if you're not working on where your head's at while you're doing that, you're basically just racing to put the weight back on. And not because, well, the slower, you know, you'll hear people say, well, the slower you take it off, the more realistic the weight is. Now, part of that is because the longer it's taking, the less you're relying on water weight to really show your results. So initially you're going to lose some weight, but then when things slow down, um, you know, your weight loss will slow down. Or if you're doing something that is very restrictive and that you're actually able to prolong the larger weight loss numbers for, you'll actually be able to prolong those, maybe immediately you're going to have larger losses uh, more consistently. It's, it, that's still in the short term. And 
sustain this. And it's not really, for most people, it's never going to be where somebody tells them to eat a certain way, exercise a certain way, and just because somebody told them they're going to be able to do it. They have to figure out, take the time to fit all this stuff into their life. But once they're able to do that, then they've actually got some, some habits and routines that will stick. And, I mean, it, it takes time. to do a nutrition episode. I haven't done one in a while. Uh, basically, this would be if somebody's dieted in the past, they, um, but they're, they're serious this time. Like, I'm tired of diets. What is it that I should do? So, what I would recommend, uh, if you have a fitness tracker, Apple Watch, Fitbit, something like that, uh, put that on. Get a good, you'll get a good estimate of how many calories you burn, not only just on a specific day, but for really the next two months. Now, the, the first two months of if you're going through the weight loss process, this, everything is, is a feeling out process, and testing and retesting, but the first two months, you're just collecting information. There is no good or bad, right? And this is actually more time than I've said before. Before I'd say do this stuff for two weeks. I want you to take two months. Because what I really want is I want you to be able to work through stuff when it's not going the way that you would like it to go uh, and or when something happens to where you're not able to stick to the routine or the plan or the program either because life has jumped up or frankly because you just don't feel like doing it that week, two weeks, month, whatever, because uh, that happens, you got to be honest about this stuff, there's going to be a time where, you know, you're not sticking to your plan, you do the best that you can, but you're not going to be perfect, um, so, one of the first things you do is you, um, you actually um, just start seeing how many calories, your estimated calorie burn, see what that is each day, what's the next thing you do? spreadsheet, put the date on it, I 
experience is way, way in it, and then I can do the same as far as uh, what the release measurement was. So I've got the date, scale number, release measurement. Um, and then with the photos, because I have that photo in a folder for progress, and then I have something else in there for progress that's just the photos that are sent. So, and I don't, and then that's, that's, you, that's, that's for my progress. I don't hold on to anybody's photos. Tell them to hold on to them. Now, if we're doing precision nutrition, they upload their photos. I have nothing to do with that. Um, so, you know, when I go in there, I can see them. they're uploading them. I can see the progress. See how things have gone. Um, what you're doing with this stuff? These are data points. And the reason we're saying every two weeks is okay. You're going to do this four times over this two month period, and you're going to look at the end of the two month period progress update number four versus progress update number one. And you'll probably notice some differences. Because what you do is you're, just, you're more aware of your food choices. So again, at this point, for the first two months, you're not doing anything different. We haven't like read up on any diet. We haven't really even looked at what our preferences are yet. We're just logging. So then what do you do? Well, in about two months... If you really feel like, like if it's really becoming, it's clicking. Like you can really start to eyeball portions. You really are logging in. You're tracking your calories. And you're coming within the same 400 calorie window. Which again, you guys will know, may know when I talk about setting your goals around uh, calorie tracking. Have your one number that's kind of your target number. But then know in your head that if you go a couple hundred calories over couple hundred calories under, you're still in that acceptable range. Um, sometimes that will get tightened up over time if somebody really is, if they're trying to lose weight, and then we're looking at this month over month over month, and they're not losing anything, then we'll tighten that window up a little bit, and uh, probably adjust the calorie goal. But, for intensive, for all intensive purposes, if this is somebody doing this on their own, and they're just, they're tired of dieting, they want to do something you're just getting into the habit of tracking your day. You're more aware and in tune of the stuff that you're choosing to eat. You're also being able to see a heck of a lot uh, and get a, get a pretty good picture. It's, it's literally a picture of what serving sizes for you actually are. Like. So, you get through two months of this, what do you do? Well, you can feel pretty confident about it. Then you can go back into your food log. And, well, let's, let's start here. If you feel like you're not, you don't quite have it down yet, take another two months and just do that. Just track the food that you're eating. Look at how many calories you're burning each day on your device. And do your progress updates every two weeks. Easy peasy. And repeat this until you feel like you've got that part down. Okay? So basically before anything else, and it doesn't matter if it takes you one two-month cycle, if it takes you three, four, twelve to really, really get this down, that that's irrelevant. Because what you're wanting to do right now is you're taking the time to really make sure that you can just stick to the basics. To where you can eat fairly consistently. You're eating pretty much similar things consistently. You'll have some variation in there, which is perfect. But calorie-wise, you're coming within that, that same range pretty much on a daily basis. Your calorie burns. You know what a high-level activity day looks like for you. You know what a, a rest day looks like. You know what kind of like your just average every day looks like. So you 
that stuff, well, what's what's the next step? Because you know, now, now we got goals, right? So look at the stuff that you've been eating. Figure out which stuff on there is the stuff that you're really like. You know what? I really can't do without this. I can, or and I could eat this pretty much every day. Now that could be three foods, five foods, seven foods, one food. I don't know. Those are going to be the foundation of your program, okay? Your, your eating plan. So you look at these, and if they fall into line with one of the popular diets, then you could say, okay, well, maybe I should start this diet. And again, you're taking the fact that you know, you, you have a really good estimate of what you've been eating every day. You know what your activity burn looks like. And then now you know what your food preferences are. So if there's a diet out there that fits into those food that those food preferences fit into, go ahead and do it. Try it. That will be your next thing for the next two months. You're, you've got the tracking down. You're pretty good about knowing what your calorie burn is. You know where your food preferences are. And bonus, there's a diet that lines up with it. Awesome. For two months, try to follow that diet. Now... If your food preferences, like mine, are all over the place, and when we're talking about like typically what it is, are they the same? Are they a similar kind of of, of food? Um, are the macros like? Are they made up of mostly the same macros? Um, that's something you consider as well. So like, if I'm somebody that likes to eat a lot of fruits, vegetables, and leaner proteins, so like your chicken, fish, uh, leaner cuts of steak, like your strip and your sirloin, um, then I'm going to look at that and say, okay, a lot of those foods are actually going to be on Weight Watchers, so freestyle is at zero point foods, so freestyle might make sense for me. Um, you know, and what I said this week with the, the Kerbo app that came out, and how I am not a huge fan of how Weight Watchers is trying, there's no exit strategy for anyone on Weight Watchers, and it really irks me that they're not going, you know, that they're marketing something towards kids. But if you look at Weight Watchers the way that I just described it to you, regardless of how old you are, when you're like, no, 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 keep the kids away from Weight Watchers. I don't want to say that because I don't, I don't mean the kids should be on diets. I don't think they should. I think kids actually learn their nutritional habits from their parents that are showing them by example. Now, let's say that you that the way you eat lines up with what Weight Watchers does, which Weight Watchers wants you to eat a lot of produce and lean proteins. Well, then it makes sense. So then you can follow Weight Watchers. Now I'll give you a little pro tip. And you then can build a plan, a Weight Watchers plan that's around your preferences. Look at those zero-point foods that you like to eat. Pre-track your day. And whatever zero-point foods you have for breakfast, or lunch, dinner, and your snacks, put that stuff in first. But then you've got these, these other calories or these other points, right? So then pre-track your points. You, you want to give yourself maybe a little bit of, fle of flexibility, like leave yourself maybe five or so points. But if you fill your day up pre-tracked with the produce and the lean protein, and then you add your point foods, because I think what happens a lot of times is people are like, okay, I'm just going to eat zero point foods. That's not a good way of doing this. You, you still have points. And you have points for a reason. The points that into a program, uh, put into your day, and at the end of the day, you, may, you don't want to use all your points, but you want to use it between your points and your zero-point foods, you want it to leave yourself, you want to be satisfied, you don't want to feel deprived, if you feel deprived, you're not eating, 
Um, but you can use Weight Watchers as something to build your preference around. Or you can look at these foods that you like. Say, I like the Weight Watchers program, but instead of buying, you know, like signing up for it, I'm just going to track on my fitness pal. And by the way, you can do the same thing I just told you. Start with your certain foods, but then use your other point-based foods and see where it goes. So let's say that you look at all your food and it comes back that you're very low carb. say that you like a lot of the fat-based foods, that's really what you prefer. So then something like keto might be worth trying, would be worth trying for them, just to see. Again, it's a two-month experiment. But what I really want to stress again is you build these foundational habits. So you're not just going on this, like, believing the hype of any diet telling you that you should follow this. Uh, and where most people are going to follow, where most people will follow. So those, those are the three, I would say, most popular diets right now, which would be kind of your keto, low-carb, which keto and low-carb are not the same thing. It has a lot of low-carb, typically you've got more protein, and it's, it's typically, typical low-carb is low-carb, moderate fat, moderate protein. So just think of your fat, your protein, if you're looking at the macros, would be a little bit more balanced, but if you're on keto, you're not eating carbs, you're eating small you're eating more protein than carbs but not nearly as much as your fat it's mostly a high fat based diet um, and then again Weight Watchers is, is focusing on producing protein because you're, you're not when you track those you're not using any points you're not getting penalized for them so but where most people I think are going to fall on top of this is that they're going to look at the foods that they prefer eating see that there's some carbs in there, there's some fats, there's a little bit of everything. So for them, then they look at those foods. Those are going to be the things that are kind of the centerpiece of their plan. Then they're going to try to experiment some other things. They're going to try to stay within that calorie range that they've gotten pretty comfortable with, as long as they don't feel really deprived. If you start to feel deprived of how much you're eating. And then you're still going to do the same stuff every two weeks in progress update, which is getting on the scale, wasting money, taking the photos, saving the data. And then you start comparing this stuff, but not week over week. You start looking at week 12 versus week 1, week 16 versus week 1. And it just, you're, you're not looking at how you've eaten and how you've exercised between one way into the next. Um, if we're doing, I'm sorry, you know, I think at the very beginning I said we're doing weekly. And then I gave you the bi-weekly uh, schedule. So, of course, if you're doing this weekly, you're going to have eight progress updates, which I think is fine. Um, but as you go along, you know, you're going to have more information, right? And that's what this is. Like, the progress updates are just you collecting data uh, and then jotting it down and putting it off to the side. So, you're building an eating plan around your preferences. You start with those three, five, seven, however many foods you're eating those just about every day, or you're looking at some, you know, just some subtle substitutes maybe from a calorie perspective that would be similar to protein it goes in. So what happens is, is you start to really build an eating plan around your preferences. Now, as you get a handle on that, again, 
look at this in two months chunks. Let's say you were following your OB eating plan for um, six to for six to eight weeks. This is after you did the foundation work. Let's say you did two two month cycles for that. So we got eight weeks plus um, plus two eight week cycles for uh, when you were laying the foundation. So. 24 weeks, so for six months. So you're feeling pretty good about this. You know your habits, you know your routines, you know what it is that you're doing. Then what do you do? Then you test yourself. This time you're not doing a test for two months. You're trying to do a test for one month. You take the training wheels off. You stop tracking your food. Nothing changes. Now you're going to hear that voice in your head. Well, every time I've stopped tracking before, I've gone off the rails. I need to track. You don't. At some point, you are going to be okay to let go of tracking. Now, you may feel, again, depending on how much you've used food tracking as a security blanket now and in the past, you're going to feel out of control for a few weeks. You know what you don't do? You skip your progress update for that, that period as well. So if you, for two weeks, you're getting acclimated, don't weigh in. Don't take a waist measurement. Don't take the photos. Well, wait, I'm going to backslide. No, you're not. You're trusting that you don't need these things as a crutch. Now, after this, you get back to doing your progress updates. And if you're seeing that compared to where you were when you started, if things have really got gone Say in, in two weeks you've gained like 15 pounds, okay, then you can go back and track. Does, but let me also tell you this, you've learned that you're not ready to let go of tracking yet, but what you have not done, you have not failed. You put yourself in a testing environment to see if you were willing to be able to do this. Now, here's the cool part. If you stop tracking your food, you're eyeballing things because again you've had a lot of time to start figuring out how to eyeball. What happens if your progress update continues to make progress? Or it stays the same, or it goes up a little bit, but you're happy. You're happy because you've actually taken a huge step in breaking the whole cycle of perpetually dieting. Think of what you've done. Think of what you've done in six months. You have stopped. Um, you've, you've stopped going from diet to diet. You really laid the foundation for how it is you're going to eat for the rest of your life. You did this. You could have been, maybe you're a lifelong dieter. I don't know how long you've been dieting. I mean, most people kind of have an on and off relationship for years if not decades. You have been able to do something that you've never done before. That should be empowering. Now, second part of this you're stuck with this you now know your preferences you now know if one of the diets works for you you also know that if if it doesn't work for you you now have a good solid amount of information that you can look back at data points not just like how do I think I'm doing in your head you know, like in your head how am I doing because I can tell you automatically people are always like bad so but you actually have information that you so really, 
what ends up happening is you continue to do progress updates, but you don't have to track. And you see where things go. And as you continue to do uh, the weekly updates, you're just gonna have more and more information. Again, to compare about not week after week, like, oh, I lost two pounds this week. I always want you to look back at where you're, you know, once you, once you get into having about eight to 10 weeks, progress updates, you don't even start looking at the week over week. Like, what was week seven versus week eight? Everything's compared to, to week one. You always say in your head, well, right now I weigh this, week whatever it is, 27, versus week one. And I'm telling you, you do this, then you stop falling into that nonsense of like, oh, I followed the eating plan this week, and I exercised, and the scale didn't move like I wanted it to. I was so good. The scale doesn't care. Scale, scale doesn't care how good you are, quote unquote, how bad you are. It's going to do what it wants. Um, you know, at, at, it's going to do what it wants when it wants. The reason you're collecting this information is so that over time you can start seeing the progress that you're actually making. It doesn't matter what you do week to week. And this is one of those things, like you're going to see that every way in Wednesday. How many people do you see posting? this week versus last week, and then if it was, especially if it was a, uh, a week where they go up on the scale, then they'll give you the full analysis of every decision that they've made when it came to food, or the smoking gun that caused them to not lose weight this week, which is a miserable way to be going through what is a self-development process. You're learning habits and skills on how you can eat for the rest of your life and exercise for the rest of your life. It's awful to like look at how you ate this one week or how you worked out or didn't work out and be like, oh, that's why I knew that like I knew I knew I was gonna be up this week. It's one of those things that a lot of people do and it's not the way to do this stuff. It's not. Um, so as you've listened to this, basically what we're doing is you're you're building your foundation first. Okay, you're not even worried about your preferences. Then you start looking to see what you've tracked over time, where your actual preferences are. Not what somebody told you to eat, you know, like there's this new whatever uh, snack food out that somebody's pushing on the internet. And you're like, oh, I'm going to try that because I need that. You may want to try it, but, you know, it's not something that you're going to try it. If you like it, you might eat it. Eat more of it if you don't, you don't. But, like, you know, you're not first going in and being like, what should I eat? Which plan should I follow? Um, my favorite is when people are like, I'm really struggling with weight loss. Uh, I really want, what, what do you do? I want some tips. And like, it's my favorite because I'm like, oh my gosh, this person is going to, like, this is going to get way more complicated for them. And it's like, it's my favorite because it turns into an absolute just disaster. Because then you've got everybody else, because everybody's a weight loss expert, right? Like, you know, some of them have lost weight, but even the ones that haven't are like, this is what you need to do. And then pretty soon, like in your comments, you just have a bunch of people telling you about all these diets and things that they think you should do, and it has nothing to do with you developing a foundation and then looking at your preferences and building a new plan around that. So what you're doing is you're building your foundation, you're figuring out what your preferences are, eating around your preferences and then you're figuring out if a diet 
deal because you've done the heavy lifting yourself. You've developed the foundation. You know what you eat most. You know what your preferences are. And then you, so we build a meeting plan around our preferences, whether it's a mass market or whether it's our own. And then you gradually work to get away from having to track your food. And then you've actually built yourself up to work with one of the most popular diets right now is. You are then an intuitive eater. But you're not an intuitive eater because you've read a book or listened to one podcast. You're an intuitive eater because you've really dialed in and know your preferences around eating and your tendencies. And then if you really want to drive this stuff home, the two main things, and this is what we do, um, we do the habit-based coaching. Right? The habit-based coaching we do. And our two biggest habits are slow down when you're eating. So the way you do that is you take your phone out, put your timer on, and do the stopwatch. So how long it takes you to eat a meal, jot that down, and then you keep doing that. And then gradually you just start to like prolong your meals. Because that's the thing, right? I mean, people out there are, are really super fast eaters. So what you're doing is you're putting awareness around how fast you're actually eating, and you're slowing yourself down. The other big time, big, big habit on this stuff is not eating at 10%. Like, don't eat to the point of being stuffed. Gradually get to where you're, uh, you know, the what they have with the what the habit of lesson is 80 percent full, right? The number is arbitrary, you can be 75 percent full, you can be 64 percent full, that doesn't matter. But it's just getting to the point where you're eating and not um, not stuffing yourself. So, but yeah, this is this is taking you through an entire process of, of building your own the foundation, figuring out your preferences, eating around those preferences, seeing if a mass uh, marketed diet fits it, otherwise you build your own, and then gradually get yourself away from relying on the tracking tools, and start eating slower, and don't eat it to the point of stuffing yourself. And again, like with everything else we talk about, the context of your situation is what matters, and I'm always telling you, always, 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 before you do any, any exercise plan, you want to buy your doctor, go see your doctor, let your doctor know that you're trying to lose weight, they're probably, they're probably very excited, uh, if you can't get in to see the doctor, maybe you know, maybe you can do it. Alright, here's where I jump in, because I was getting a phone call that cut the anchor recording off yesterday when I was doing this. Um, just to really summarize this, if you don't fix how you view yourself, your mindset, if you don't realize that you have to be able to look at where you are right now, be happy that you've gotten to this point, be happy that the person that was your before at your highest weight, uh, you know, is who got you here. So you have to appreciate yourself at all, all phases of your weight loss process. And that it is okay to like where you've gotten to this point, be, you know, be satisfied but not complacent, right? So be satisfied with where you've gotten and then continue to work towards your goals and move forward. That's, that's the mindset. And be your own biggest cheerleader because you're going to be the person you spend the most time with. Uh, as far as the eating plan, really take your time with this. I, I want for everyone that's listening to never diet again. And this is literally how you do it. 
you figure out, you track your food just to see how, you know, just to see one, what does a normal time of, you know, what's your normal calorie intake look like? What are your food choices? And take two months of doing that. The two months where most people are going to be like, well, I'm researching or tell me what to do. I'm starting a new diet. You're doing something completely different. You're just seeing what your preferences are. You're getting a good idea of where you are. And then, you know, you're seeing what your portion sizes look like. And then once you know your preferences, you can either fill that in with one of the, the um, major diets that are out there, which is good because if, if, if you're looking at diets at that point and there's one that fits your preferences, then you've got somebody that's already done a lot of the hard work for you. But you know your preferences. That's the foundation. And then if the diets don't fit your preferences, which is for a lot of people because you're going to like some foods that are popular on some diets and some foods that are popular on others. So then you build your own. And then you're constantly just, you know, you're looking at the way you're eating. I used the two-month chunk here, doing this for two months, because it gives you way more time of just figuring things out. And people don't spend enough time just figuring out their preferences and what they do day to day. They might take some. It might take a day or two to look at it, or maybe a week, and then they just jump right in. And you know, if you're able to stick to whatever plan you you're following or have built for yourself, then doing it for a couple of days or a week was enough. If you continue to be in this mode where you're starting and stopping, and this whole thing of like being on a diet and off a diet is just something you do, and it's something that a lot of you know. The, the weight loss community as a whole is normalized because they're constantly starting and stopping. So if you're starting and stopping, I'm just telling you, like, that's not the way to do this. That's not the way to do this for life. And life is what, what matters. It doesn't matter how fast you take the weight off. So if you go through this, pro- if you go through this, like actually work through this and, you know, build this around your preferences, do the progress updates, then it will absolutely help you. Um, and then with talking to your doctor, Always let your doctor know what you're what you're doing and how you're doing it. You know they may they they may not say much. They might just be like, "Awesome, keep doing what you're doing," or they might say, "You know, they they might help you with strategies," or they might make they might help you make the finer tweaks that maybe you're not catching. But you know, you always want to let them know what's going on. But this, um, and it's with this podcast episode, I'm probably not going to do a lot more of the recordings from the car. I used, I know I used to do them all the time. Um, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of the sound quality, but I mean, I had 30 minutes of audio almost that I thought was really, really good content. So if you have hung through to this point and you're still listening, thank you. Uh, I will touch on this again because I think laying out how to build a nutrition plan and not getting into any of like, it's, it's like, Laying out a nutrition plan but not getting into any of the diet buzzwords I think is a very important thing to do. And I, I do these episodes uh, periodically. And if you go back and listen to some of the older ones, there's things that have definitely changed. Uh, and that just happens as, as time goes on and as what, what really influences it is as I continue to work with different people that are following different plans and I'm seeing how they're reacting, I'm thinking, okay – one, their individual situation is what matters the most to me. But two, there's some things in general that I think people as a whole could hear and really, really could benefit from. So that's, you know, that's why I'm putting this out. I'm not, re- I'm not re-recording it because, again, 
it was 30 minutes of what I believe is quality information. Uh, of course, you will be the ultimate you will be the one that determines that. So let me know your thoughts. You can either DM me on Instagram. I'm at yourlevelfitness. Or you can always email me. That is Daryl at yourlevelfitness.com. That is D-A-R-Y-L at yourlevelfitness.com. Thank you as always for listening. And I will talk to you again real soon.